Welcome to the Male Mogul Podcast, where we discuss topics that will positively transform the way people live and lead in their communities. Here are your hosts, Walter Mendenhall and Dr. D.T. Shackelford. Good evening, uh, this Sunday uh, evening. And um, how you guys doing out there? My name is Walter Mendenhall. I am the executive director and founder of the Male Mogul Initiative. The Male Mogul Initiative seeks to possibly transform the way young men live and lead in their communities. And I'm here with my co-host, Dr. <laughs> uh, T D.T. Shackelford. How mm -hmm. you doing this evening, man? I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. Um, actually, today is my mother's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> so it, what a gift yeah. it is to be here. So it's cool. I get a chance to chop it up and speak wisdom with you. So definitely. there we go. I'm grateful. Yes, man. Me yep. too, man. Um, just... Uh, Spent the time over my mother-in-law's house out in Indianapolis, mm. so got a chance to, you know, spend some time with family. Uh, also, my sister-in-law's uh, birthday was on Saturday. Well, there we so go. special <laughs> shout-out to Jayla. Happy uh, birthday. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy mm -hmm. birthday. And uh, got a chance just to spend some time, you know, with my baby, so mm. that's always good. My wife, you know, we went out on a date, so that's good. And business, Always yeah, good. Always good. <laughs> shout-out to my wife. Love you. <laughs> Um, business is going good, man. The uh, mogul store, man, we, uh, made over a thousand dollars, man, in sales. Mm. So, you know, the young boys out there getting <laughs> it, man, they were out there selling, they're out there, you know, enjoying they're out there getting that work experience. So I'm just, it's been a good week, man. I mm. can't complain at all. Can't mm. complain at all. Mm. Yeah. So, um, last week, man, we was, we discussed going deep. Mm -hmm. And we kind of discussed your life story, kind of your background mm -hmm. and how you got here uh, to um, Chicago. And mm -hmm. it's just been very deep. And I kind of just want to get even into it further, man, and mm -hmm. some of the work that you've been able to do with the Male Mogul Initiative and mm -hmm. just the ways you've been able to impact uh, these young people in just a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to kick it off, man, and just kind of want to just ask you, man, what do you think is the problem here in Chicago as far as just the young men and the stuff that you see, you know, uh, mm. we know that it's not everything that is, is going on, but mm. just with the violence and, you know, the, 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 you know, uh, carjackings, all mm. these things mm. that are going on, man, what do you think is the root of mm. this? As you've been in the schools, talk to the guys and as an outsider mm. looking in, can mm. you, can you give me some insight? What a, I mean, I think that's a powerful question. Um, I think my initial response is they have a lot of speed in no direction. Mm, what do you mean by that? And so they're, they're ready to get involved, right? They're ready to be radical. They're ready to be revolutionary. They're ready to be special. They're ready to be leaders. They're ready to be leaders of their community. But there's no direction. Mm. And so when you lack direction, they speed down the wrong road. Right. And so what we're talking about is when we're talking about a Walter Mendenhall, right, that, you know, was able to um, leave, uh, you know, the NFL, you know, you know, with with something more than a football in his hand, yeah. come back to a community and be able to show the way instead of speak the way. Yeah. It's something about a person given direction. Mm -hmm. And so I think this generation, specifically in Chicago, I think there's a lot of powerful leaders here. I think direction is what we have to start focusing on. And then once you get direction, now I know where to apply my speed. My speed yeah. has more power when I know where it's directed towards. Most definitely. 
most definitely. Mm-hmm. And even with that, man, has I, you know, been here, born and raised, and just uh, been able to just just grow up. Mm-hmm. I've just realized too, man, that it's really not a violence problem, but it's really a man problem. It's a you are exactly right. And what I mean by what a man problem is that there are a lack of role models Mm -hmm. and just people, like you said, to show them that direction, Mm -hmm. you know, show them like, okay, this is the way. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of males out there. And I think there's a difference between a man and a male that is just Mm -hmm. kind of leading, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these uh, young people are are not even in in their presence at all. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying to figure it out. As mm-hmm. they as they go, you mm-hmm. know, and or they're looking up to the guy that's you know maybe three years or four years older than them. Correct, really has no direction. Mm-hmm. Man. So I definitely understand that, and uh, I kind of also too, man. I've been in the classroom, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've been a teacher. I've been in these uh, classrooms when you've been teaching at mm-hmm. Diet, and something that I've never really seen before is kids will cut class to come down to your class. Mm-hmm. And I never see something like that before. Usually, mm-hmm. if you're gonna cut school or cut <laughs> class, you're gonna go out. You're gonna go to the to the to the outside the school. <laughs> but they're actually coming into mm-hmm. your class, and mm-hmm. I just kind of want to know what is it that you're teaching them? What is it that you're doing that is just so different or radical than the you know the people that are in there every day? I I attack what most people don't see. Okay, what's that mean? It's the spirit. Okay. It's the spirit of a particular region or, for, or a particular classroom. Or it's their spirit that they pick up on me as I walk into a classroom, okay. right? And so before they ever meet my talk or my walk or my movement, they, they are monitoring my spirit. And so it's like I always talk about silent sermons, and I think I talked about that a little bit last week. But that's the power of it, right? You having a specific demeanor that carries the spirit of positivity, of hope, of truth, of manhood, and that speaks always louder than your words. I believe that your silence becomes primary before your words, right? Before I, you ever hear me speak, you meet my presence. Mm-hmm. And when you do that in a specific classroom, you bypass the, the sagging pants and the tattoos and whatever you may feel like is not a man that's conducive to learning and I get the most out of those students because what they really wanted is for you to see beyond the border, see beyond the external, mm-hmm. go deeper, go at my spirit. And if you go at my spirit, it won't matter if I got a beer can in my hand or if I smell like dope, I'm coming for your spirit. And when we talk spirits, that's where we start to be linked. We only become disconnected when we start going at each other's exteriors, your clothes, my clothes, my shoes, your shoes, my watch, your watch. But we got the same blood. That's beyond what you see. We got the same spirit. We are like kindred spirits and souls. And so when you think in that type of way, you transform classrooms not by what you say, but by who you are. So basically what you, and I'm just trying to kind of wrap this Mm -hmm. up in a way, is that you're saying that the spirit goes before you. The spirit goes before yep. you. You know, some people might call it energy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a name. Yeah, yeah. we ain't going to let that go without a title, mm-hmm. right? We're not going to give that to the universe. Yeah, I'm not giving that energy to something that out. I'm going to give that to the spirit of the Lord. I understand. And I, you asked me to, at, at first, what I do over all my classrooms um, is I pray over every single mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. 
think that's important. Um, at the beginning of, of every single uh, semester, whether it's summer, whether it's spring, whether it's fall, I make sure to go in my classrooms and I pray over them because I know the battle, it isn't necessarily physical. Mm. It's mental. The battles that they're going through is spiritual. It's, the, it's these strongholds that's continuing to pull on them. And so when you go at that, then you go at the, the root. I always say that your, your, your fruitfulness is a direct result of your, of your rootfulness. Mm. So what are you rooted in? And a lot of them are just rooted in circumstances that they didn't choose. Gotcha. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I see that you said you bring that spirit in there. You, you're, you're praying, you, mm. you know, before you even get there. But when you're in there, like mm. kind of what's your philosophy? Like, what do you teach these kids? What is it? What makes them keep wanting more mm -hmm. because you know i know the spirit and, mm -hmm. and that but it's got to be some content it's oh, got to it, be something that's hitting them it, it definitely goes deeper and i think that goes along with how you create a specific curriculum yes right and so within the male mogul curriculum there's four specific pillars that we focus on mm -hmm. it's character development academic excellence workforce enhancement and community empowerment yeah. and so with those four you're getting a holistic approach to developing a man like, how does a young boy become a grown man, yeah. right? And so that's when direction comes in. Mm. Me being a doctor with locks, with a beard, yeah. me showing them that, yes, I had a lot of speed, but I listened to the direction, even if it was in a three-piece suit, yeah. even if it was from the white man with gray hair, yeah. even if it was from the homeless man on the corner. You got to go to these different regions to draw from that different well. And that's what I try to teach them within those four pillars is that although I may be teaching you character development, it invariably enhances academic excellence. And then with academic excellence, me wanting to be the best in the classroom, it shoots at my community because now I'm, I'm, I'm using the pencil differently. And then you talk about workforce enhancement, and I think I, I'm going to pat Walt on the back. Something powerful that you do is you teach these young men how to think and how to create their own. And that was something that I was really attracted to because you will meet people, specifically religious people. Yeah. They're so spiritually high that they know earthly good. And so you taking them to church, but you ain't putting no dollar in their hand. They about to go back to the block. Yeah. So you got to replace whatever you took out their hand. Mm. And so if you take the blunt out their hand, you better be putting a pencil in it. Yeah. Or a t-shirt in it and telling them, create it. Create your destiny. Create whatever it is you see in front of you. And I think that's what you do better than just about any black male that I've been connected to in Chicago. And I think that is what instills in them this sense of pride. And ultimately, when you get them in the classroom, when they see that and they can take ownership of their product, it goes to a different level. Most definitely, man. And uh, just even going to for those who are, you know, just tuning in and these things, man, how the Mel Morgle actually got started was that I was at a career day on the west side of Chicago um, in 2016, and I met a young man, great young man, basketball player, honor roll student, but he sold drugs in order to get the things that he wanted. And just during that conversation I was having with him, man, he just really sparked something that was in me, and it was just like, man, after I was done, you know, just speaking to him, I was like, man, how many young men in this city around the nation have the gifts and skills to be successful legal entrepreneurs, mm. but not necessarily the exposure and not necessarily the opportunities. Mm. And that's kind of how the Mel Mogul got started, mm. man, in 2016. It got started really with five kids at a church and it has blossomed to, you know, what we're doing now, man, with work programs, employing over, 
uh, 30 young people within our after school matters mm. program mm. and also our uh, one summer workforce program mm. blessing entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in the community with interns and wow. giving them exposure man so mm. I definitely understand that like you know I think a lot of times and I think what kind of makes the male mogul unique is that yeah we're telling you we're, we're you know we bring that spirit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we bring those faith-based types uh, principles mm -hmm. and things of that sort but we're also replacing like you said that blunt mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with that mm -hmm. dream mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. replace it you know that pistol Mm -hmm. With maybe that T-shirt, you know, it. just keep it real. Yeah, you know that, that's saying? it. It's the exchange. Yeah, it's the exchange. It's it's the Mount of Transfiguration. If we talking spiritual, right? Yeah. You're going to a high place, and what you changing the identity, the clothes change, yeah. so to speak, by you just putting something in their hand and say, create it. Yeah, and by creating it, you create bigger opportunities for communities. Yeah, and I think that. that is the power of developing their their. Or enhancing their workforce. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely, man. What do you think? How does faith and hope play mm -hmm. a role in young male development, man? Yeah. Um, I don't hope that a young man gets better. I trust that he'll get better. Mm. Okay. Hope is to expect a thing and trust is to possess a thing. Mm. Okay. Right? So if if I hope he gets better, then that ain't what I want. I want I, I want transformation. And I trust that it can happen now. And I think when that happens, you speak to um, you speak to the destiny and a specific individual. And I think that usually helps with how they perceive you and the energy that they give you. It's deeper when they can trust that mm. they know, like I know Walt is going to be there for mm. me, not hope. Right. Mm. They get too many of them in their communities. They hope their dad going to come back from prison. They hoping they mama going to feed them later on, but it's too many times where their hope has been given up. Mm. And so now you go at trust. And if they can trust mm. you, that's when you start making souls glow. So how have you able to build trust in these young men in such a short amount of time being here in Chicago? I think it's, you have to understand that it's the, it's the principle of the interlocked fingers, right? You are not effective or as effective as you could be alone. You need individuals that have the same heart as you. And so I'll always go back to that because I always believe that if you try to do this type of work alone, you get frustrated very quickly. Most definitely. And me not understanding the full culture of a Chicago, I need a Walter Bender Hall to say, hey, this community has been this way, or this community has been this way, or this student, they're responding to this because of this community. I don't have the 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 resume, so to speak, yeah. the DNA, yeah. the blood type in the, yeah. of this region. So I have to sit at your feet. Yeah. And once I do that and do the right, you know, the amount of research on a specific community, or I'm I'm taught by you or a specific another individual in the community how to how to come together. I think that strengthens me. So I'm nothing alone. You're nothing alone, but man, we we pack a powerful punch when we come together. Most definitely. And I believe that is what's happening. Most definitely, man. I think another thing too, man, that I think what you and me have been able to do is be consistent. Mm. And just whether it's just consistent in the assignment, man, if it's just showing up every day with the energy, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you need to yeah. to motivate, to educate, mm -hmm. man, to uplift, man. I think even from you, man, you bring that energy, mm -hmm. like, man, that I wish sometimes I had, man. <laughs> like, you know, but I think the consistency is, 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 is the key. You know, if you consistently, you know, if you say what you're going, you know, 
you do what you say, mm -hmm. say what you mean, and really just show them that love, man. And I think love is really consistent. Let's see. It's, you know what has taught me the most about my young man or how to be consistent with my young man? Mm. My relationship with my wife. If I can't be consistent under the roof, it's hard to me be consistent up from up under the roof. Yeah. Right. And I think that has shown me, um, a, you know, me not really seeing a marriage go 50, 60 years. I never saw that. Yeah. My biological parents were never married. So yeah. me and my wife, we're coming together through marriage and through marriage, you know, that's teaching me, you know, um, how to have uh, patience yeah. or how to always be present in the moment. Right. And so when you learn those principles, then it's like it's almost like uh, it's automatic yeah. when you get in the classrooms because you've tried to condition yourself up under the roof. I think we try to we try to impact communities a lot of time and be inconsistent up under the roof. Yeah. And that's tough. Well, that because, I, you know, when I when I first met you, I, I could instantly see your commitment to your covenant. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, he may not be perfect. But his commitment to his covenant is connecting me to his spirit. It's something about his covenant or what he what he thinks about the covenant. And there's a not there's not a lot of people in our age group, right? Or in this generation that values it. You feel yeah. me? So I, I love the commitment. And that's ultimately what what draws me to people that's in this line of work. Most definitely, man. And I just think just as far as for myself and just starting this thing kind of from the ground up, I know that. For me, the blessings and the success has been a direct correlation with my, you know, commitment, not only, you know, with the Male Mogul Initiative, mm -hmm. but also in my marriage and in my mm -hmm. relationship. And even I know that my destiny and my future is connected mm -hmm. with just so, you know, many people. Mm -hmm. And I know if I were to, you know, blemish or 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 to uh mess up mm -hmm. that covenant that it can affect mm -hmm. a lot of people and that mm -hmm. that's always on my mind mm -hmm. and that's what's like man you know i'm putting everything else before what myself mm -hmm. and in that i've realized that you know i've been blessed immensely and i'm you know this even brings to the story today and kind of even too just being vulnerable being mm -hmm. real just you know struggling with the calling Mm. So today, man, just as I was coming to this podcast and I was coming here, I come out my door, man. I see a car mm. that's been hijacked, crash into a car that was right next to mine. Mm. And it was a Mercedes Benz, all white. It was nice. And like this car that had bullet holes in it. Wow. Crashed mm. into this car. And this car was like right next to my car. And it didn't even touch me. It didn't even touch mm. my car. It was like this close, wow. that Mercedes that got hit by that other car. Wow. Was this close to my car, hitting my car, and it didn't, you know, um, you know, it didn't touch it. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I think that is kind of like a, for me, kind of like a synopsis, no, not synopsis, that's the wrong word, but mm. it's kind of like a, I guess I say symbolism mm -hmm. in which that, you know, I don't have to be here. You know mm, what I'm saying? Mm, and mm. if it was up to my wife, we wouldn't be here. Mm, <laughs> mm. But I know that this is what God has called me to do. Mm. And I know this is my calling in that though. I know that there are risks mm. and I know that there are sacrifices, not only that my wife make and my son and, and me are making. 
Um, I know that there's sacrifices, man, mm. but I also know that God is with me. Mm. And I also know that God is with the male mogul, man. And mm. just even what we've been able to experience with this abundant growth in the midst of a, you know, pandemic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how we've been able to impact lives, how mm-hmm. we're able to raise funds and do these mm-hmm. things, man. I just know that it is really just, you know, God's blessing. But with that, man, comes obedience. It comes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know even yourself, man, you know, you didn't have to choose to you know, buy a house on the south side of Chicago, man. <laughs> right, when you right. first got here, you was mm-hmm. on the north side, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. But you knew in order to do this work. It's, it's, it's relocation. Mm. And Jesus did it. Mm. He left his throne. What make, we think, what make us think we don't have to leave comfort in mm. order to chase a calling? Mm. If the Messiah, Say that again, <laughs> man. Say that again. So Jesus mm. relocated. Mm. He had the best seat at any table. He got his own. He got his mm. own throne. What would make him leave that throne and come get and drink that cup? I was thinking earlier, you know, how dirty was that cup that he sold? He told his father, pass this cup from me. What would make him not want to drink what's in his cup? That is what I believe you're talking about when certain people are this close to death and they almost get hit by a car and every calling comes with a covering, says my wife. Mm. I like that. And so for you to be covered in the midst of all of, or a lot of times turmoil, it is to confirm the covenant that God has with you. Yeah. And not a lot of times with you as much as it is with your obedience. Yeah. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Most definitely. So, Most definitely. so I, 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 when I look at that entire story and that testimony, man, I think it's, it's, it's very indicative of how you are allowing God to use you. And... <laughs> Sometimes uh, uh, that comes with things we don't necessarily sign up for, but how else would you get your power? Yeah. I'm going to keep it real, man. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to act like we just here. There was nothing, yeah. man. And just even, it's actually symbolism of a dream that I had even too last month, mm. man. Mm. And it was funny. Um, so it was me, my nephew, who was like 11, and it was my son. And we were actually like, being we were like being shielded by a car or whatever mm-hmm. and there was like a shooting so it was bullets coming through the car mm-hmm. but even though that you know in that dream that it was this shooting and all this chaos i had a piece and i knew we wouldn't get hit mm-hmm. and this dream kind of fast forward into the point where i saw the guy and i had the guy i had a gun and the guy was on the ground and i had the the uh the um if I wanted to, I could have mm. took his life, mm-hmm. but I showed mercy on him mm. and I let him go. Mm. And I think what happened today was kind of like a, a, a kind of reinforcement. It's like, you know, things are going to happen, but like it says in, you know, Psalm 91 mm. or something like that, you know, 10,000 might fall on your right mm. side, 5,000 mm-hmm. at your left, but it yeah. won't come near you. It ain't going to come near you. And what you said, mm-hmm. and it kind of spoke to me is that, you know, that, that calling comes with a cover. Mm. Mm. So I really, you know, that's deep, man. And that's, you know, just keeping it real, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know that God has me. I know that I'm protected. But at the same time, I know, too, you know, each and every day I got to put on that armor, man. Mm-hmm. You never know. You you never know, man. And uh, <laughs> Jesus said one time in them red letters in the good book, um, you should go and learn this principle. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. 
Because what could you really give him? He said, I don't eat the flesh of bulls and goats. I don't eat that. And if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. So that ain't what I eat. What I want is your thankfulness. So when you did make it out, the Bible says, make thankfulness your sacrifice to the Lord and keep your vow that you make to the most high. So this is a vow you gave to each and every individual that you come in contact with, with this younger generation. You vowed to pour your all into each and every one of them. And I believe at that vow, at that covenant, by you being obedient to that, thankfulness comes naturally. And I believe from that, that covering um, that comes with that calling, it continues to cover you, man. So that's dope. And thank you for sharing that dream, too. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, Walt, man, it's a lot of individuals that don't tap into that, that deep place. Yeah. And I believe for you to specifically individuals that, you know, may come from the street. You know what I'm saying? They almost feel like what it like what is this? You know what I'm saying? The dream for them is always nightmares. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the only thing they can pull from those moments. So for you to pull light mm -hmm. from a from an opportunity to, to be darkness, I think that also speaks of your perspective and how you look at specific things. Most definitely, yeah. man. So, you know, what do you think? You know, and everybody all has their opinions and you know, I see political opinions. I see, you know, community opinions. I see people's opinions. What do you think is the solution to this violence problem that we're having here in, hmm. in Chicago, specifically with our young men? For violence? Yeah. You know what, Walt? Um, <laughs> when, I first, um, when I first got uh, to this region, um, I knew instantly, like you said, I spent a couple of months on the north side and then I came south. And I was able to observe it was almost the haves and the have-nots yeah. with only a 10-mile difference, yeah. 10 to 15-mile difference. If that. If, I, I mean, like, if that, <laughs> yeah. right? And so as long as this side say it's y'all side that's shooting everybody and this side that's saying you ain't answering or you ain't solving no solution, the devil is an author of confusion. Yeah. And so, like, we're trying to, we're basically working ourselves out of unison. Yeah. And when that happens, it's tougher. It's tougher to bridge that gap. It's tougher to build a connection across uh, a specific um, railroad track if what we've always taught is that it's, it's got to be discombobulated with different cultures and different this and different that. And I think the, the power that I really, I, I experienced when I got connected to you was that you wasn't afraid to go to different cultures. You diversified the way that you thought, right? And if you, the coach used to say this all the time, if you do what you always done, you're going to get, get what you always <laughs> got, <laughs> yep. right? Like if you take that same jab step on that counter and you don't read your keys, you're going to miss the tackle. Exactly. And so we keep seeing the same play over and over. When are 100%. we going to call the audible? Can we please call the audible? Yeah. And that's what I believe you're doing. And what I'm trying to do collectively with Mel Mogul is call the audible. We see what the defense bringing every single time they blissing. You know what I'm saying? If it's blissing with bullets, if it's blissing with diversity, if it's blissing at the mic, like linebacker, if they come in with poverty, like we yeah. seeing who coming. Yeah. It's time to call the audible. And way you, the way you call the audible is through a team. The quarterback, it, the audible means absolutely nothing if he can't effectively communicate it with every single body that's on um, the field. So the receiver got to get it. The QB got to get it. You know what I'm saying? He got to call it. The center, they got to be on one accord. It's all a team. Yeah. 
And so I think, you know what I'm saying, for us to be, you know, collectively play football, you know, how, how dynamic, because what we're really trying to do now is we're trying to call audibles. Yeah, bring people <laughs> together. And I think just with the history of Chicago and it being one of the most segregated cities, you know, in the, in the country, and it's mm -hmm. just like nobody leaves their side. And I think there's always a lot of misconceptions mm -hmm. and. I think there's a lot of stereotypes. I think it's a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of mistrust and mm -hmm. anger. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's like, it's your problem. It's not mm -hmm. my problem. But mm -hmm. I think what 2020 has done and what the George Floyd and mm -hmm. all this have helping us to realize, even with the spread of violence in neighborhoods that usually haven't experienced mm -hmm. violence, like downtown Chicago, mm -hmm. it's helping us to realize that this is a, you know, city problem. This is everybody's problem. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take everybody to solve this. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to even go to that next question, mm -hmm. how do you think the male mogul mm -hmm. uh, can impact, you know, the problem just mm -hmm. with, you know, our young men and with our, you know, whether it's joblessness, whether it's violence, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, hopelessness or what, how can you feel and what do you think the male mogul is doing and what you, what, can we do in mm -hmm. order to help to, um, you know, um, 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 make an impact? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Wife wisdom quote number two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So no knowledge is to know wisdom is to do. Mm -hmm. She told me that one time and it was profound. It like stuck in my mind. I think to have the knowledge of what's going on in the community yeah. and not take a weapon and go do something about it is yeah. coward. You know what, man? I I I a hundred percent agree with that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and I guess that's just the warrior mentality, the general <laughs> mentality. In me. It's just like, and it's always been in me. Mm. And it's just like I just, you know, I gotta fight, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter what it is, man. If I'm fighting on my knees, I'm fighting yep. on the field, man. I'm never gonna just like just turn over and just I can't do that, man. That's it's the mentality. It's a mentality. You know? It's a mentality you carry. And I, I may have talked about this last time, but even when you talk about it from a religious perspective, what our generation needs is more lions. Yeah. We've we've perfected the lamb. Yeah. We've perfected the silence of not yeah. speaking out when you really getting your, your toes stepped on. Yeah. I ain't come to bring peace but a sword. Did we read that in the word too? Yeah. Did we read that the Messiah flipped tables? Did we read that too? Yeah. Did we read that Abraham in Genesis grabbed 318 men and had them ready to go to war at any moment's notice? Yeah. This is the father of many nations. So how do we keep missing the sword? Yeah. And when I mean sword, I don't mean violence. I mean, what do you have in your hand? What do we have to train our, our troops? Yeah. You know, if that's coming together at a specific community or a block or, you know, and you said specifically with Mel Mogul, if it's getting dirty and getting to the classroom, I'm not sending nobody else into um, my my territory. Yeah, I've taken ownership of that classroom. And I think that's what you do. I think a lot of people, once they have the vision laid out, they're so quick to put the right, the wrong Jimmy and Joes into a right formula. And so it's not, you know, football, we say it's not about the X's and the O's. It's, it's about, about the Jimmy's and the Joe's, yep, right? Michael Jones, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and I believe that's a principle that's also true. I don't care how effective your system is. Tom Brady just do different things. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like LeBron just do different things to the same system. And so, yeah, systems are important, but who you have working them, yeah. who you, what the heart you have pouring into those systems, I think makes the difference. And with male mogul, with this 
this one-two punch of also understanding, you know, how effective you should be academically while also understanding that they work hand in hand with workforce enhancement and developing your own product. I think those things are the tools we put in their hands and that's how we we teaching them the fish as opposed to giving them a fish. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. And I definitely mm-hmm. uh, agree with what you're saying, especially with like, you know, I think, I don't know who it was, but Martin Luther King or mm-hmm. somebody said <laughs> that, you know, if you have nothing to, or was it dying for? What was it? What's the quote? It's like, if you're not willing to die for something, you will stand for anything. Yeah, you, you'll fall. You'll fall for, for anything. anything. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I just think a lot of times it's a lot of people complaining. Mm-hmm. And it's just like all this, all that. And they expect somebody else to solve the problem. They expect the mayor to solve Mm -hmm. it. They expect the police to solve Mm -hmm. it. Everybody wants somebody else to solve Mm -hmm. the problem that you Mm -hmm. have power to solve. Yes. Whether it's taking that one individual, whether it's even, you know, talking to your cousins, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Talking to your nephew, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, man. I just think a lot of times people want to blame other people or they want to demonize or criticize, you know, these young people, but they don't necessarily know their story. Don't mm-hmm. necessarily know what they've been through, mm-hmm. what they're going through, mm-hmm. you know, the abandonment, the trauma that they have, mm-hmm. man. And, mm-hmm. you know, prejudgment. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I think when you, especially with, when it comes to kids and like, you know, they'll rise mm-hmm. to your expectations. Mm-hmm. And if you don't expect much from them, then they're not going to amount to much. Mm. But if you have expectations, mm. if you have goals, if you believe in them, if mm. you love on them, you know, they'll make different decisions. They'll try, you know, their best, you know, to do and to rise to those occasions. And that's what I feel that the male mogul has done with some of the young men that we have mm-hmm. uh, mentored, man. We help them to expand their you know, uh, thinking, help mm-hmm. them to to bring up their expectations mm-hmm. of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, going out there, like, you know, before, you know, I started, I used to go to the to the blocks, to the mm-hmm. corners and get young people, hey, come <laughs> to this program, hey, we yeah. got an open gym, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some, you know, the most yeah. dreaded, you know, mm-hmm. tatted, mm-hmm. like, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we got this going on, man, mm-hmm. come check us out. Yeah. And I just think that's how, you know, it's been able to grow, man. And it's been able to just make such an impact because, you know, we went after those people that nobody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. didn't want to go after, man. And I'm just, you know, we continue to do those things, man. So I definitely understand that, man, that it's, 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 it's you know, it's not the lamb. Sometimes it's the lion, man. It's, it's the roar. Yeah. I mean, we're looking for a roar. That's why I said, like, when I say speed, I'm also talking roar, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also talking that individual that's ready to hear somebody talk about something, got something to say, you know what I'm saying? Not always feeling like you got to be silent, but what's pressing me makes me want to speak. Yeah. Why am I always muting my voice, muting my power? Yeah. If if words are power, why you, why you keep teaching me to mute them? Mm. How about you direct my words to speak the things that could create power? Mm. And not negativity. So teach me how to speak. Mm. We don't go with that challenge because it's a challenge on us to speak correctly when some, when your next person or the diff, different individual in the grocery store and told you something you ain't really ready to hear, you ain't ready for them to clock in to your study session. But that's really when a, a young person really needs to sit at your feet. It ain't your times of glory, it's your times of story. 
Yeah. You feel me? And so now, like, how can I look at how can I look at your story and say, you know what, man, I like how he's creating power with whatever he's speaking. And I think those are the things that changes um, communities and then classrooms and the way people think. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, man. Most definitely, man. And kind of the last thing mm-hmm. I kind of just want to touch on, man, is just that as far as what the male mogul, like, what do you see? In the mm. future, man, especially I just kind of want to just talk about that spiritual development mm. piece that, you know, you're, you're currently developing mm. with these young people and the importance of that. And kind of mm. what do you see the impact of that making and kind of just, man, just just the, the big mm-hmm. dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Bronzeville, just a little historical fact. So I never knew this right mm-hmm. until I started um planning myself in the community that Bronzeville initially came from the skin color. Right. And so me being spirit, me being spiritually focused, every time I looked at my Messiah's color, even in the book of Revelation, his feet were fire like brazen. Right. You know what I'm saying it had a bronze tint to him. Whenever you look in the Bible and Daniel, he explains the arms of the Messiah as brazen. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I'm like for me to be in a region where my Messiah feet are planted and his arms are equipped to carry any load. This is where I need to plant. And not only me, but I need to collectively come together with people that hearts are in it. The Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. So I want to see God in a place where people telling me he can't be seen. And I feel like that's Bronzeville. You know what I'm saying? So Bronzeville, I feel like, is a community that's their 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 expectations um, sometimes has been. I won't necessarily say changed but i feel like we get the opportunity to um curtail that a little bit right mold mold, right be the pillars so to speak and you you don't do that unless you get to know and and fall in love with the community so on the spiritual piece man i really do see um young men getting together collectively and one thing i've learned while um, while doing ministry is that while you you may at first um, reach the fruit, it's it's the root that ends up watching. So the parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like for me to be in a classroom setting and for me to see three parents um, pull up to the, the school and dropping their sons off, yeah. right? Like it's me giving the applause for that and me and, and me letting them know that that's also spiritual enlightenment, right? I think sometimes when we think spiritual, we think too deep. And it's just loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just me looking at you and you looking at me and we can read each other and say, yo, like you gonna make it. You gonna be whatever you see in front of you. And sometimes we forget that principle. We go too deep. You the first Bible a person gonna see. If I never opened up a Bible, would I be able to see it in you? Is the laws of God written on your heart or are you just talking? You just clanging symbols. And so I feel like like my wife said, wisdom is what you do. It's what you do. And so spiritually, I feel like I've been tasked with the responsibility of, of studying deeper. Like the first episode is called Going Deep. I can't go deep physically until I go deep spiritually, until I go deep mentally, until I go deep in my study, until I go deep in my prayer closet. And that's where I get my goal. And so for me, it's to perfect my private closet so that so that the, the, the public stage so to speak isn't for my glory it's for the man that i keep having communication with in the private room and so 
in Bronzeville, I see um, young men coming um, out of communities that may have been in, in, in gangs, you know what I'm saying? Gang-infested communities, um, drugs, dope. I don't, I don't really care what it is. Once the spirit meets the condition, things got to change. Yeah. And so that's what I'm more focused on. Well, we said this last time, one man plants, another man waters, but God gives the increase. My focus can't be increased. Oh, I'm gonna be. It's all good. <laughs> the enemy. We <laughs> don't like this. It's all good. Yeah, this is dope. We can keep going. Look. Yeah. Let's go off track for a minute. Yeah. The enemy says, or Jesus says, this: the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give you life and life more abundantly. Yeah. Boom. Let's go to let's go to passage number two. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Yeah. What if this giving us an opportunity to see how people really be there for you and serve when you have things that go wrong and you up under the spotlight? Yeah. So maybe this is a real life depiction of what really life is. Having those people that you can pull over in the pit stop and they can have your, you know what I'm saying, your different things taken care of while you get to keep going. It ain't the person on the stage, it's the person who built the stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who the person pulling your curtains? Yeah. You get the stage, but who is that person? And so coming into a Bronzeville for us to have people behind and pulling them curtains, yeah. that's how we affect communities. It's not the person on the stage. We should start focusing on the person that pulled the curtains. Yeah. That's the power. That's the servanthood that really Jesus showed when he got down on the knee and, and started washing Peter's feet. Yeah. It's service that's going to change communities. And so thank you so much for being a real live representation of what service really is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's what we're trying to teach. Yeah. That's it. Most definitely, man. And even just to uh, expound on mm -hmm. that, uh, something that's kind of just been in my spirit, you know, for, for, for a minute now is revival. Mm. And I think, you know, the next revival is really going to be in the streets. Mm. You know, I think church is really going to be in the streets. Mm. And I think what we're doing, you know, you know, I think a lot of times in the Bible, and I'm not as uh, a, a savant <laughs> with the verses and scriptures like my brother DT, but I do know the stories and, uh, and the themes. And, mm. you know, before Jesus, a lot of times did any, any preaching, mm. you know, he did miracle signs of wonders. So he showed, he, you know, fed the people. Mm. He, you know, performed miracles. Mm. He, he, he gave them something. Mm. And I think what makes the male mogul just so powerful is that, you know, we don't come with all oh, listen to us and this and that we give them something, whether it's paying them to come and learn, mm. whether it's, you know, offering opportunities, exposure, mm. um, um, jobs, mm. uh, all these things, um, I think we're giving them something. And once we give them something and they see our heart, they see our commitment, they see, you know, that love, then I think that's where that faith piece comes in. It's like, mm -hmm. why are you doing what you're doing? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What is it that you have? And there's something that you have that makes you different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And how can I get that? Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's beyond you know, how do I get the money or mm -hmm. how do I become a successful mm -hmm. entrepreneur? How do I become a successful person? Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's where, you know, we're at with a lot of these young men that they're searching for, you know, yeah, we see this, we see this outside success, but there's something that's inside that you have Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I don't see everybody else having. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is that piece? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's where like that faith piece comes, man. And I think that's where, you know, these young people are open. And I really think that's where, you know, this, this, this revival and these things and, and uh, this awakening, man, for these mm. young men are going to come. So mm. I'm definitely, you know, excited about the male mogul. I'm definitely excited about, you know, where we're going and where we're going to be and just all the great things that were happening from a ministry perspective, mm. from an organization perspective, mm. from an entrepreneurship ex- uh, perspective as, you know, we're continuing to raise funds to offer, you know, f- microfinancing mm. to the community, mm. helping them start businesses and, you know, workforce and job opportunities mm. and, you know, all these great things, mm. man. I'm just so excited about the support. I'm so excited about this guy right here to the left mm. of me and what he's going to do as far as ministry wise mm. and, you know, location wise. Mm. I just think, you know, this is, it's, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Like the mm. things that are going to happen and, I really believe that uh, the male mogul would be one of the premier, you know, organizations mm-hmm. that will set the blueprint, man, for something that will be, you know, duplicated all across this country mm-hmm. and in the world, man. So mm-hmm. I just uh, salute you, man. Mm-hmm. I just say keep doing the work. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep doing the work, man. And I just uh, and we just, you know, give it to God. And I just think, man, the increase is is, is has been and will be. <laughs> Uh, 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 more than we ever thought, ask or could imagine, man. So, um, with that, man, is there any last words you got? Um, I'm grateful. Like I said that to begin, this is my mother's birthday, yeah. And so for me able to, to for me to be able to pour um her spirit into others from what I have gotten or grown or learned from her, it's yeah. a blessing to me. So July 18th, yeah. it's a blessing, man. So thank you so much, and we're so grateful. Most definitely, Mm -hmm. man. Until next time, have a good evening.